Hi, welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us for another week. We sure are. And we have a special guest today, Karen Noe. I hope I said that right. <laughs> okay, and Karen is a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list. She is the author of We Consciousness, Your Life After Their Death, The Angel Quest Oracle Deck, Through the Eyes of Another, and The Rainbow Follows the Storm. She's taught many workshops at the Omega Institute, the Association of Research and Enlightenment, the Open Center, I Can Do It events across the country, and has also recently finished a successful online masterclass for humanity's team with Serena and Sa Sage Dyer about life after death. Karen is the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldeck, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative healing. You can listen to Karen on the Angel Quest Show on all podcast platforms, and we will include all of your social links um, in the podcast show notes. So welcome, Karen. We're excited to have you Hi. on the podcast today. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and those kind of things. Sure. Um, well, if we're talking about the being psychic, a psychic medium, what happened when I was younger, my father used to take me to the racetrack and I picked the winning horses for him. Nice. <laughs> That's when I was not stressed, you know, after I was, you know, I was very young and if I was not taking exams in school and I do that, but let me say now I'm an animal activist. I don't go to the track. So <laughs> I just wanted to say that. But about 25 years ago, I was going through a very difficult time in my life. And I sat at the edge of the bed and I just yelled at God. And I said, am I going to be okay? And with that, I saw a light that came towards me from the other side of the room. And as it was coming towards me, I said, if you're not of God, please leave. And now I know many years later, we're all connected. Everything is of God. But at that time, I meant what I meant was if you're not of the light, you know, kindness and all that. But as I said that, if you're not of God, please leave. It continued to come towards me and eventually enveloped me. And at that time, I heard an audible voice that said, Lucia Lucina, Bella Lucia Lucina. Um, for those who don't know it, in Italian, it means light, little light, beautiful little light. Oh. And I since learned it was St. Francis of Assisi, who's been uh, guiding and protecting me ever since. For those of you who follow me on Facebook or Instagram or have read any of my books, you could see that St. Francis connection. You know, I talk about the animals and peace on earth and and so forth. Um, but right after that experience, I started receiving messages from angels and deceased loved ones. Very nice. That's very exciting. And and I know like with when I was reading your bio there with uh, the girls, Wayne Dyer's girls, like they're so connected and he was always so connected. Oh so goodness. I think that's really exciting that you have that opportunity to work alongside with so, them. There was a story about that after Wayne Dyer passed. Um, I did not know him personally. He was a fellow Hay House author with me. And, um, but after he passed, I had his daughter, Sage, uh, Serena's contact information because I interviewed them on her on my show, the Angel Quest show. And so right after Wayne passed, I said, oh my gosh, no, you know, the world is not going to be the same anymore. I needed to do something. So I emailed Serena 
Now he has eight children and a wife, and we could talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but I contact, I emailed Serena. I said, Serena, I'm so sorry about the passing of your dad. Please know that he truly is okay and would want you to be too. Ask him to come to you in a dream and to wake you up after the dream so that you remember it. And I would tell everybody to do this if they've lost a loved one. Right. Uh, ask him to give you a sign to let you know he's with you. I call them without a doubt signs. Um <laughs> And then it's important to be patient and wait and the signs and the dreams will come when you least expect it. And then I ended the email. I said, at that point, I just wrote a book called Your Life After Their Death. I said, Serena, I'd love to send you a copy of my book because it, it would help you with your grieving. I know it. it's everything I've learned over the many years of doing mediumship, you know, connecting the living loved ones with their deceased loved ones how they could connect with them, how they can ask for signs, how to receive messages, how to heal. Anyway, within five minutes, I received an email back from Serena and she said she'd love a copy of my book. And, and that was pretty much it at that point. But then we, I, I was scheduled to speak in Orlando, Florida. Is it okay to keep talking? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this kind of I'll no, no. I, 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 lo I love, I love this. <laughs> okay, I'll make it short. It's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, so I was scheduled to speak in Orlando, Florida, for that book, Your Life After Their Death, and the day before that, um, they were going to. My publisher was going to have a tribute to Dr. Dyer, so I went a day earlier. And they had a bus going from the hotel to the conference center where they were going to do the tribute. And I'm sitting on the bus with fellow authors from my publisher, as well as Wayne Dyer's family. And there was one seat available and it happened to be next to me. And in walked Serena. She sat down next to me and I said, Serena, I'm so sorry about your dad. My name's Karen Noe. And she goes, oh, Karen, I just got your book. Thank you so much. And we started to talk and she started to tell me about the dreams that her sister had and, and so forth and signs that he was giving, but that was about it. It's kind of, should I keep going? Because it, yeah, it, yeah, it gets exciting. Um, <laughs> so we went to the, the tribute and after the tribute, I was ready to walk back onto the bus. But as I'm ready to walk on the bus, I see Wayne Dyer's family going on the bus and fellow Hay House authors walking on the bus. And at that time I said, I'm not going on this bus. I feel so insignificant. I'm not going on that bus. I'm walking back <laughs> to the hotel. And as I'm walking to the hotel, I'm saying in my mind, I am so insignificant. Uh -oh. I am so insignificant. Uh -oh. And that's when I heard Wayne for the first time. And he said loudly, because he was loud, yep. <laughs> get out of your own way, get out of your own way. And I said, Oh my God, Wayne, if that's you, you have to give me a sign to let me know it's really you. And as I was walking back to the hotel, I said to him, how may I serve? Because he used to say that, how may I serve? And then the universe said, you know, would work in ways to conspire to make that happen. Right. Said, how may I serve? And he said, you're already serving. I said, how may I serve more? So I went back to the hotel and there was something itchy that somehow got inside of my shirt. Uh, to this day, I don't know. Well, I guess I do know how it got there. <laughs> I reached in to see what it was. And it was a sticker that had somehow attached itself to the inside of my shirt. And it, on the bottom of it said Disney. And I had not been to Disney. So, and the shirt was not from Disney or anything. But on the sticker, it said W-E on it. 
And I took that to mean Wayne, first letter, last letter of his name, because when I receive messages, oftentimes it, they give me that, the first letter and last letter of their, their name. And I felt him, he was laughing. He said, is that good enough? And I was just, I was so excited. <laughs> said, That's great. That's amazing. But I didn't know it meant so much more than that, than Wayne, W-E. And yeah. I'll fast forward and then I'll let you go with more questions because I'm talking too much. But <laughs> no, you're not. No, this is, <laughs> okay. <love> okay. <laughs> so subsequent events, went back home and one of his children contacted me, Sage, the youngest of the eight children. And we were going back and, and forth on Facebook. We were typing back and forth. She told me about a dream she had. And finally, I felt him. I said, Sage, can I call you? I said, I felt, I feel your dad. And she said, absolutely. So I called her and he started to come through with things that I would never know. <laughs> and she said <laughs> that um, eventually his three of his, his wife, and yes, he was still married, and his daughter Serena and Skye and Sage came to see me in New Jersey. They wow. flew in from Florida. Sage is from Manhattan, but the rest of them from Florida. And wow, I mean, I could, this could be the whole hour about this, but <laughs> as I was on my way to the appointment, a car cut me off and I started to yell at Wayne. But before this, I said, Wayne, you better come through <laughs> because I've done this for many years, but I've never had a reading with your family. And I was, oh my gosh, this is so important. You have to come through. But a car cut me off and on the license plate, it said Dyer one on it. Wow. <laughs> so I knew he was going to come through. And he indeed came through loudly and clearly to each one of his family members. And he spoke to each one differently as it oh. like he did in when he was here in the physical body. He spoke to Serena loudly and said things to her that they said nobody would know. And they asked in the car, mentioned these things. Um, to Sage, he spoke in a different way. To Sky, he spoke very quietly. And the same with his wife. Um, one of the messages that that he uh, gave that day, a lot of them, all of them made sense, but one of them, Serena said, did not. Wait till you hear this. So I said, Serena, your dad is saying you're pregnant. And she said, oh no, I'm not pregnant. And I said, okay, I'm just saying your dad is saying this and he's showing me fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. And she said, no, Karen, I just had a baby. I am not pregnant. I said, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just giving you what he's giving me. And so they went home. She took a pregnancy test. And she was indeed in the family way due on the 4th of July. Wow. So it was a lot of things like that. And the next several years, for three years, it was actually. Um, I was on the phone with Serena or Sky, uh, not, yeah, Sky or Sage or Summer or um, Tracy. At specific times, he'd say, call Tracy now, do this now. And it was always at a very specific thing. For example, at one point, um, I, I came home from the bank and uh, there was a screenshot of an email that his son and I were talking back and forth several months before that. His name was Sam's. So it just appeared on my screen. I said, oh my, what does this mean? I guess I'm supposed to call Sam's. So I called Sam's and he answered the phone and he said, this is incredible. He said, I just asked my dad, he, he was sitting on a plane going to Maui. That's another story about Maui. <laughs> going to Maui. And um, I asked my dad, should I be moving? Is this a good move? 
And the message was exactly when he asked for a sign. And the message was live your dream. Nice. So these are the types of dreams. But let's get back to the we. The we, he was going to come. He came forth for his family, um, gave them specific messages, specific messages for three years. <laughs> and he came through as a group consciousness called the we guides. We, W-E. Yeah. And he would be joining forces with ascended masters, angels, and himself. And at that point, it would be hard to differentiate him from, from everyone else that was in the um, the group consciousness. It's similar to Abraham. I don't yeah. know if you follow Abraham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Similar mm -hmm. to that. And he, they were going to come through and they gave me 33 concepts of the we consciousness, which is basically we're all one. Whatever we do to ourselves or another affects everyone. That's right. I'll keep quiet now. I talk too much. <laughs> no, not at all. This is we love this. We this love is this. So riveting, <laughs> and and I, I I loved how you said about asking how you can serve. I was just saying that this morning was that's one thing I've been doing at night when I go to bed. It's like okay, because I usually remember my dreams, but I've been going to bed and asking like how can I serve? Yeah, and I'm just waiting. <laughs> That's a great way to go to sleep. Yeah. And when yeah. you ask, the universe works in ways to conspire to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find, you'll say, oh my goodness, this person contacted me or this event happened. And you'll see, it really does. does you yeah. Know. And then have the, those syn synchronicities, right? Like even yesterday, it was quite funny because I, I was sort of questioning, like, am I connected still? Am I whatever? I'm, and then all of a sudden I started, I looked at the clock, it was one, one, one. Then I looked at the clock, it was two, two, two. I looked at the clock, it was three, three, three. I'm like, okay, yes, thank you, angels. I know you're here, right? Yes. So <laughs> that's one of the, what I call without a doubt signs. They love to give us repeating numbers. Yes. So they're saying, okay, we're, you'll be on the lookout. You'll see, we'll be with you in a minute. Then, you know, it's almost, you'll see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and I'm sure you've had lots of those without a doubt. Oh gosh, yes, with the signs and and so forth. Do should I? Tell, yes, I, I please. I talk. No, that's okay. That's we, what we love do. it. That's what we do. So I tell you know I teach classes and you know I have my own podcast and so forth, but I always talk about without a doubt signs. I tell those who come to see me that I love giving the messages for them from their loved ones, but better yet. I like to empower them to do what I do because it's not just me. It's them. They could do the same thing, right? Everybody could uh, play the piano if they have fingers. You know, everybody, some people could, could play um, scales. Other people could play great masterpieces. And the same with connecting with loved ones, with the angels and so forth. You just have to know how to do it. Number one, we're expecting to hear a voice or to see an apparition of them. And in reality, they're spirit. So they're probably speaking to us telepathically as thoughts that just pop in your mind for no reason. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking of your loved one who passed or an angel, how do you tell the difference between your thoughts and theirs? Your thoughts will have an originating thought. For example, if you say, see, see a picture of your loved one, that'll trigger a memory, that'll trigger another thought and so forth. That's you. But if you're driving and a, a thought just pops in your head, right after my mom passed, for example, I'm driving and in my mind, in my thought process, it wasn't an audible vo voice. I heard, hi, sweetheart. 
and I don't call myself sweetheart. <laughs> she called me sweetheart. So I said, Mom, hello, I love you so much, and so forth. So I was able to understand that. And most people don't get it. They say, why am I thinking that way? Why am I calling myself sweetheart? Why am I talking to myself in third person? So notice the thoughts that pop in your mind for no reason about your loved one. Also ask them to give you a sign. A without a doubt sign, as we said before. Yeah. I'd love to hear. They do. And they do. Like I know I had two instances, like when I was younger, my grandma, my dad's mom would always come to me and I always knew it was her because she, I could hear the dishes in the kitchen bang together and she was always a very fanatical kitchen person. So she sure was, <laughs> I, I always knew that was her. Right. And it, and it yeah. would come at, Oh, she was just telling me she's here. Then when I got married, just three years ago, um, I was driving in the vehicle with the kids on the way to the wedding and getting ready and I'm driving. And all of a sudden this song that was played at my uncle's memorial popped on the radio. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Uncle Barry's here to wish me luck on my wedding day. Then the girls are all bawling and they're like, how do you know? I'm like, that's his song. That's his way of telling yep. me. Yeah, he's here. absolutely. And it's, isn't that something? And once you're aware, you are aware of that. The more you're aware of the signs, the more they'll give you. Yeah. So if you just ignore and say, oh, that's a coincidence, not. No, and you pay no. attention to the signs they're giving you, they will continue. They'll give you more and more and more. Yeah. So it's really, it's amazing. And and the funny thing is they retain the same personality <laughs> as they had when they were here in the physical body. So Wayne was loud. <laughs> when he came through, he was loud, like, call this one now, do this now, and a little bit bossy. <laughs> when my mother comes through, it's not like that. So it's very soft, it's subtle, and so forth. Right. No, that and that's great. And I loved how you, you're sharing with everybody that we all do have these abilities. abilities. Yeah. Yes. We just need to listen and, and tap into them. Exactly. Plus, and don't, plus, don't forget about the dreams, too. Um you ask your loved one to come to you in a dream and then tell them to wake you up after the dream so that you remember it. Because a lot of times we're dreaming of them and we sleep the whole night and we don't remember them. So say that, you know, please come to me in a dream. Never mind, please. Thank you for coming to me in a dream and, <laughs> and wake me up after the dream so that I remember it. Because if you say, please, it's almost like you're begging. Right. Yeah. That's true. Thank you. It's as if it's happening already. Um, and then you have to be patient. And wait, and the dreams will come when you when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what What was your inspiration to write? Like, what inspired you to do your first book? Oh, the angels. <laughs> okay. uh, at that time, after the experience with the light, with the the Lucha Lucina experience. I started receiving messages from angels and deceased loved ones. And I'd be on the soccer field with my kids were little at the time. Um, and somebody would be sitting next to me and I'm like, oh, should I tell them there <laughs> is an aunt Alma here? Does anybody know? You know, and I would be very reluctant. I was very afraid of what people would think of me. And it always made sense, you know. And then I started to work in the back of a hair salon doing Reiki. And as I'm doing Reiki and I'm in their energy field, that's energy healing for those who don't know what that is. 
um, I would receive messages from loved ones and so forth. So everybody was, and then word caught on. For example, the first, one of the first messages I ever got, and here I am, shy Karen. Believe it or not, I am shy. <laughs> you may not think so, but I am. Um, to give the messages, I didn't want them to think I was not in my right mind. But in the beginning, I didn't want to share the messages unless I knew that it would make sense. And I will never forget one of the first, you know, I'm doing Reiki, one of the first appointments and the woman's, somebody's coming through named Robert and he said he died in a car accident and so forth. But then, then he showed me a kangaroo with boxing gloves on punching the air. And I said, that can't mean anything. And this is all in my mind. I'm thinking I'm going crazy. And I said, oh my God. And finally I said, now, meanwhile, I'm in the United States, so we don't have kangaroos here. <laughs> so I said, you know, there's somebody, she's lying on the table, somebody here named Robert, and he said he died in a car accident and her eyes are getting really big. I said, but I'm just starting to do this, but he's showing me a kangaroo punching the air and she jumped off the table and she said, my friend Robert died in a car accident and he boxed kangaroos in Australia. Wow. Oh, wow. So that's in the big, and I said, okay, I guess there's no way I would have known that. <laughs> so quite on, and those are the types of messages that I would get very specific, you know, maybe the childhood animal, the names and very things that you can't, you can't just, you it's can't, not there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would say. When you go to a, a psychic medium, you want something specific, you know, something about the loved one that nobody else would know and, and so forth. And were caught on and so forth. And so the question was, why did I write a book? Everybody would say, you should write a book. You should write a book. <laughs> and eventually I said, okay, I, I wrote a book, The Rainbow Follows the Storm. That was my um, first book. It was named, one of my clients' name was Stormy. And at when she was passing, she was at the, you know, she was passing away and she changed her name to Rainbow. Um, so the rainbow follows the storm. That's why I named it that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful. And, and I think there's a yeah. lot of things with that of like how stormy life can be. And then as we're passing over into the rainbow light, that that's beautiful. I like exactly. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then the rest is history. You know, after that book came three more and I'm writing another one and so forth, but it's just like you build on the other one and connecting. The bottom line, I just want to tell your listeners, is that it's not about Karen Noe. It's about you and to empower you to do this because you can. You absolutely can. Just pay attention to the signs. All the signs. And it's they're there, right? You've received signs. Yeah. We're very lucky, too, when we start receiving the signs and listen to them when we receive them because I know I do readings as well. And when I get when I first started getting the information coming through me, I, I kept questioning it like, is that me thinking that or is it actually coming from some other source? Um, oh, do I say it because I think it, you know, <laughs> and I was always so shy because I can be that way, mm -hmm. too, about saying it. And it does take a lot. But when you start to listen and believe, trust, trust, trust. Exactly. That's to this like, day, 25 years later, or more than that, I still is like, is that what I'm getting? Sometimes <laughs> it's here, really right. Sometimes <laughs> it's right on and you know it. You just feel that this is exactly what the message is. And sometimes it's like, mm, 
I'm not sure they're showing me this. And then we have to figure out that's a symbol of something, you know, right. that type. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Very gifted. Very gifted. It's so nice to talk to somebody that is willing to share the information so freely because so many people are so not that way. And so you share it so freely to let people know, yeah, you have it too. You Thank know. you. And you know what I want to say too? They don't come all the time. They're deceased loved ones. No, that's right. <laughs> you can't make them come. So if they're out gallivanting somewhere. You can't, you know, they've mostly all the time come, but sometimes they don't. So you can't make that happen. And so the listeners know that if you go to a psychic medium, they say, I'm sorry, I don't, it shouldn't happen all the time, but you know, it happens. It does yeah. happen. You know what I mean? We, we have blocks the same as anybody else, right? And that, of course. That's okay. And we so, could have a, an off day, right? <laughs> absolutely. We do. That yeah. makes us normal or human too, right? Yeah. It really does. Yes. So how would you inspire others to start doing what you're doing or uh, writing a book or what's your biggest inspiration that you would like to share? I, um, I would tell them if they would like to connect with their loved ones, exactly what we said before, but I would tell them to meditate every day if they can. Um, it's extremely important. I get up early every morning before I go to my appointments and quiet time for a half an hour every single day. And no matter what, no matter what I do that. And it's not during that time that I receive the messages. If I start to receive messages, that's not meditation. So I say, come back later. So I, I meditate with the intention of connecting <laughs> that's later. Cute, that's cute. Right? So it, it's like putting car in, uh, gas in the car. Yeah. Driving later on. It's the same thing every day. So everybody, if you could do that, it you'll feel wonderful. Meditating is so important for you. You'll feel peaceful. And yes, your mind will wander. <laughs> it will wander. Everybody does. And my mind wanders. I think, what should I make for dinner? But just keep trying again. Keep keep trying. It's not, we can't just empty our thoughts. Oh, set the intention. Yeah, we right? try. We try. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I find in the morning. I also meditate in the morning. I, I do my journaling and meditate for, like to do it half an hour, but so far it's just about 15 minutes. And, but yeah, you'll be late. I'll be sitting there. I'll be thinking all of a sudden, then I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm like meditating. No thoughts are in my head. <laughs> That thought was in your That's head. Thought. Right, right. I know. I know. <laughs> right? Okay, just yeah. you then go back to where you are, right? And like exactly. you said, we're programmed to think. So it's okay. And don't say you're, you know, people say, well, I'm not meditating. You are. You're setting the intention. You know, sometimes it's good just to focus on the sound, like an air conditioning. Yes. Or breathing, like your air going in and out of your nose or something like that. And yeah. I think so, but it, it's it's very helpful, I'll tell you. It really yeah. is. I find me when I start doing Reiki, sometimes I'm doing Reiki, especially if it's long distance, and I'm doing the Reiki, and my mind, I'm having a hard time shutting it down because I'm trying to get the angels mm -hmm. to come through and all the rest of it, and um, trying to get it, trying to get it shut down. The next thing I know, I've fallen asleep. <laughs> and anyway, the intention right. was there. That's right. And I go, okay, obviously I needed the rest right now more than I needed to do that Ricky for that person. Oh, I'll catch up later, sort of thing, right? But obviously I needed to do, I I think that to myself. This is just my form of shutting me down and letting me have my peace that I need because my mind is probably like yours and Kim's never stops, right? It's a sound okay. for everybody. <laughs> Right. So it just goes on and on. 
Yeah. And you know, what's great. The Reiki is still going to go to that other person. Yes. You set the intention of sending distant Reiki. So it'll get there too. Oh, absolutely. To sleep. That's all. Okay. <laughs> right? It's just funny when I do it, I think, whoops, I did it again. <laughs> it's well, it's so, I find it so hard and I do it in the morning, like after I've gotten up and then you're like still kind of half asleep sometimes. And yeah, but all your thoughts do come in and it's like, just, you know, for 10 minutes, just be quiet and just let yeah. that, let that space just take over because there's a big thing when that space does start to take over. It just feels different. Yeah. Yes. You could feel it, right? It's like a shift. Yeah. Yeah. You go, oh, I'm here. And then once you think, oh, I just thought like, those days that, you know, some days they're amazing meditation and some days I just think the whole time, but yeah. I set the intention and I still do it. Yeah. So that's what I would tell the listeners. Keep setting the intention. Keep doing it every single day. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And, and I like that you say set that intention. And I think that goes to everything in our life when we set those positive intentions of even how our day is going to go and how we're going to live our lives to serve others and bring our light into the world, right? As, as oh, absolutely. a message that we can bring forward. Absolutely. I, I would also say um, many people, when they come to me, we do as I said, we would do, I do the Reiki on them and messages come, but we, I also do something like angel therapy. They tell me their problems and we're doing the Reiki. So it's mind, body, spirit, and we're healing everything. But I always tell them, and I would tell the listeners too, to focus on the solution, not the problem, right? And focus on what you desire rather than what you don't want, because the law of attraction, you're attracting exactly what you're focusing upon. That's right. Right. Absolutely. That is so true. Yeah, think of that with my own mother. She was saying she had a fall just recently. She's 92. But before she had the fall, she says, you know, I'm so lonely. I'm always alone. And I said, Mom, you're not supposed to say it that way. You know, change that around. And she said, well, I am. Like, you know, if everybody would just start visiting me so I could have some more company. Well, she's in the hospital. So I said to her, so now you've got all that company you're wanting. That's true. <laughs> but now look what, right. Oh. <laughs> it's not the way you wanted that company. Like you didn't really want it through a fall into a hospital, right? So I was just, you know, I'm trying to say here, even though she's 92, mm -hmm. I'm saying to her, mom, you got to change your, your, your thought. You know, um, you have enough company. It's wonderful your way your life is. Um, she goes, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Tell her to focus on all the many blessings and the people who that um said you just visited her. You're there, right? And all of that. But God uh, bless her. She's 92. Yeah, I know how lucky <laughs> eh? all her faculties. She knows yeah, what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It so, is nice. You know, it's nice because grandma, everything else, she's been around for a long time and she's I don't think she's going anywhere too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> she's too stubborn that's good <laughs> keep telling her yeah so you know it's it's true if you bring on what you think you so do you it's the law that. of attraction it's you know we're vibrational beings whatever we're thinking and feeling feeling is the most important we're attracting yes. and most people don't realize that they don't realize so it's the dominant feeling within you if you're feeling angry you're going to bring more people into your life that's going to get you mad if you're feeling loving, you'll bring in loving, positive people in your life. So, um, absolutely, not always easy, 
to think loving, positive thoughts. I know that I'm aware. No, no, that's one of my affirmations in the morning is um, something to do with the fact of, I think, loving, nurturing, healing thoughts. And some mornings it's really hard to stay, stay right? <laughs> like there's some of my, yeah. like, cause I have about 20 affirmations that I say every single morning and I just repeat <laughs> them. And I find it shifts me. I'm able to do some of the things I want better, but sometimes you stumble over the ones where you're a little bit having that hiccup in life of, you know, yeah, which true. whatever it is, but Remind. sometimes that one with the thoughts, I'm like, okay, got to rein those thoughts in today then. <laughs> Absolutely. But sometimes it's, those are the most important ones to resolve. You know, I noticed with myself, it's, you know, I, what I say is if something's happening and I'm, something's going on, I'll say, I am willing to release anything that's preventing me from feeling peaceful. I am willing to release anything that's preventing me from forgiving the other person or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that just that you're willing to do that. Absolutely. That helps a lot. Change. Yeah. Well, again, setting that intention, right? That setting the intention. Yeah. Yes. I think I think that's a hundred percent of anything. And in, in a lot of my belief systems, I find that that's anything that I'm putting out there is intention is a hundred percent. Oh, totally. Right. You always try yeah. to think the best for yourself and for everybody else, right? Absolutely. back to you too <laughs> so uh you know and plus I don't know I'm a person that likes to smile a lot and so when I'm out and about I'm always smiling um I guess it's my way of trying to give back to people saying okay like just put a little bit of gold in your life today you know like a little bit of sunshine and uh because not enough people do that okay. you know, people walk around so gloomy you know so that that's my gift that's right. beautiful. spread uh, the light yes spread the light so, and so do you think that like through intention and through meditation and through paying attention to the signs, do you think that is how people will become more open and get some of these mediumship or psychic um, messages? Yes, that's one of the ways. Another way is to raise your vibration. So it's more on par with the energy of the angels and deceased loved ones. So again, if we're, what we were talking about before, if you're angry, depressed, those who are grieving and they come to see me and rightfully so they're grieving, it's hard to receive the messages from their loved one because their loved one's energy is high and their energy is low, rightfully so. You know, there's nothing wrong. You, you want to experience grief as, as long as you, you, everybody grieves differently and so forth. Right. But um, I share some of the things that we could do in order to raise our vibration. So it's more on par with their energy. And there are levels. There's us, then there's deceased loved ones is a little bit higher. Then there are guardian angels a little bit higher. Then there are archangels a little bit higher and then ascended masters and then God, you know, and all of that. So the more you, like some of the things you could do is practice forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's one of the most important. As Wayne Dyer would say, it's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's left behind. Um, another way is to be more compassionate. Um, uh, see through the other person's eyes instead of judging them. A lot of times people say, oh, you, you're doing this and then try to see where they're coming from. After all, after we leave the physical body, we go through a life review. You know, you leave the physical body, you pass away, you see how you've affected everybody through their eyes. Mm -hmm. um, if you hurt them, you'll feel that. If you were good to them, you'll feel that as well. 
And oftentimes in readings, people come through, I should have forgiven you. I should have asked forgiveness, but I didn't. I should have treated myself with the respect that I deserve. And now it's too late. So I say, and this is important, <laughs> don't wait till it's too late to go through your life review. Try to see through the other person's eyes right now and see why they do what they do. You may not agree with them, mm -hmm. but try to understand that. And, and you'll see everything changes. You'll create peace in your life and the lives around you as well. True. Yeah. True. I, I think that's beautiful because I think I I read something is like, try to meet the person where they're at as opposed to what your judgment, I suppose, of, of them, of where they should be. Just meet them where they're at every day and where they can show up to in life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll feel heard. They'll know what, you know, you're trying to listen to what they're saying. You're not discounting. That doesn't mean you agree with that. With no. what you're doing, you've given them a voice. Yeah, so we're, we're still human, right? We're still, and yes. I think that's the biggest wrestle I think that a lot of us have is, true. is to live this kind of this consciousness and this light, but also live this human experience that we're going through. Really? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was I was just thinking when, when we were bringing this up, I, I wrote a story in the We Consciousness uh there's a gentleman, T.D. Jakes. I don't know if you're aware of him, but he, he had this story and I hope I do it justice. <laughs> He's talking about the giraffe and the turtle. The turtle only sees what's on the ground. And to judge the turtle because he can't see what the giraffe can see is silly because that's all the turtle can see. The giraffe can, all, can see what's up here, you know, very high up. But if it lowers its neck to see why the turtle's doing what they're doing and so forth, the giraffe can actually kill himself because the blood will rush to his head. Moral of the story is, you know, you don't force somebody to come up to higher levels of consciousness. You know, you try to see where they are, but you don't lower your level of consciousness in order to understand them better. And when they're ready, they'll say, you are so happy. You're doing this and this. How can I be like you? And then you could help them to raise them. But don't, you know, if they're a turtle, it's okay. Let them be a turtle for now. That's right. They yeah, want to be the same. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. And that very good. That is very good. We can't always be the same. We can't, you know, we all live differently. We all experience differently, um, you know, but you're true. And to watch it through somebody else's eyes, to see it their way or possibly see it their way is a good reflection on life in, in particular. I have one in particular. My sister was going through some stuff recently and, she did some things that I didn't really agree with. And then afterwards, it was funny. It was just in the car the other day and I'm laying there. I'm sitting there driving, not laying there, driving and thinking to myself, you just put yourself in a position of not trusting where she might have been going versus what you think she did. Right. Right. And so I was a bit yeah. upset with myself that I had fallen into that category. Uh, you know, I, I guess because I was disappointed. Right. And I'm not going to explain the whole thing, sort of thing, how it went, but went down. But I was disappointed in how she reflected on it at the moment. But then when I thought about it again, I thought maybe this makes it easier for her to feel this way. So I have to I have to appreciate how she's feeling about it because that's what she's doing, right? And uh, you're copying. <laughs> she has copying problems. <laughs> All of a sudden, I can't. Does she? Copy yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you picked up on that big time. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Give yourself, you know, you deserve the love you deserve yourself. You know, don't don't discount your feelings. You're just as important as she is too. That's true. That's okay. true. You felt that way. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting though, because it was just another thing for me going, okay. And you reflected on that. Very good, Barb. Thanks for you. Right. <laughs> you know, thanks spirit for letting me see it that way too. Uh, better understanding for her, but yeah, it's listening. It is. It is. I, sometimes it's not easy, but a lot of times it is, but it's a whole new way of thinking. It's a habit. Uh, it's sometimes we just go to a certain place. Oh, can I share something? <laughs> Absolutely, um, please do. <laughs> how do you change a habit? I was, I'm re- writing my next book about law of attraction on a higher level of consciousness. And, you know, I'm sharing stories about um, some of my clients and amazing stories on how they attracted perfect job, perfect perfect health. They had cancer and they healed many, many stories. Um, so I'm reading everybody's book. I'm listening to audible on everybody that talks about the law of attraction. Of course, Rhonda Byrne wrote the secret, but she wrote a book called, uh, the magic. Yeah. And I was listening to it on audible uh, several months ago. And what she says is you habit is created in 28 days. So if you practice gratitude for 28 days, and she tells you how to do it, I'll share with what she said, it changes you. And I have done it and it's incredible. What she says, first thing in the morning, you write down 10 things that you're grateful for. And you write it, you type it down and you do this for 28 days. You cannot say the same thing twice. So it's easy. The first couple of days, you know, my health, my family, this and this. You get to the fifth day. Oh my goodness! I was I was thankful for my bathroom mat. I was <laughs> thankful for everything, the air that I breathe, that I have eyes and I'm able to see. And I'm, then at some point, you're just grateful for everything. Yeah. And you walk around during the day, and oh, this is wonderful. Everything you're grateful for everything. And if something bad happens, you say, "But I'm thankful that this happened instead of that." So my whole way of thinking changed from that. It, it was amazing. And then this is the best part at night. So you're waking up being grateful. And then at night you find a rock, a crystal, something that you like to hold in your hand. She calls it a gratitude rock. And you put it next to your bedstand. And before you go to bed, you see that. You see that crystal and you say, you take it in your hand and you say, what was the best thing that happened that day? So it makes you think right before bed a positive thing, right? Some right. days you could think of so many things that are wonderful and other, <laughs> days, other days, I, I'm honest with you when I say, oh my goodness, this was a rough day. <laughs> so, but I'm <laughs> grateful that my dog is next to me and he's so warm and it feels so, you know, something, you find something, whatever it is. And there's always something for which yeah. to be grateful, right? Yeah. Um, so you're waking up first thing in the morning, going to sleep that way, and it changes your life. And that's, that's something I would recommend for everybody to, to do. And, and the book was called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. We really good. It's an yeah. amazing book. I read that too. I actually forgot about the gratitude rock. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for yeah. that reminder. Yeah, we'll have to pick it up again and read it again, obviously. Yeah. You've given us that uh, that message for sure. It's interesting with, with um, talking with you and speaking with you today. All the messages I have received through you 
just through this conversation has been really, really inspiring. And uh, I'm certain Kim has picked up on some too, uh, which is, I guess, the reason why we're doing this podcast is we want the messages that are inspiring to other people to come through you and us too, um, to let people know that they can reach out and get the things that they need for them to help their life be, you know, more wonderful and fill in all those gaps with beauty instead of sorrow, right? So that's kind of of what we want to be doing here with all this happiness that we're trying to share. (laughs) So thank you for your inspirations that came my way today. (laughs) Yeah, and myself, and I'm I'm glad that you also have a podcast that you put out and share it. Cause I think the more of us that can get out there and share this light and share the people that have the light to the world True. is definitely lifting the vibration of the world. And I think we can see that we need that now more than ever. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm very I, appreciative. I, I agree. And I, I always use the analogy when you turn on the light, the darkness goes away. That's true. Yeah, just turn on that light. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, it's been wonderful talking to you. You're such an inspiration. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And we really do appreciate that you could come on our podcast with us. And we'd love to have you back if you'd ever like to come back love and share to. some more. Because I, I do love it. you have lots of stories that are amazing and yeah. very inspiring for everybody. And thank you for you know, sharing some of these tips so that people can learn how to do this on their own and create a better life for ourselves. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. And so do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. You can go to my website at karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. And then you'll see my books, my classes and and so forth, videos, my website podcast too (laughs) perfect and we'll share all of that in our show notes so everybody can find you nice and easy and it's been just amazing it's it's the time just flew by so (laughs) did it ever fly by like the time went holy cow wow (laughs) i knew right away i this is i don't know if this will be audio video that people listen to it will be I saw the two of you. I said, oh, this is, they're wonderful. <laughs> I can't, I mean, everybody's wonderful, but I felt very much at ease. So thank you for being you. Oh, uh, thank you. And thank, thank you, you right for back to you. So. Right back to you as well. You're very easy to communicate with. Yes. Thank awesome. you. Yes. Thank you so, for sharing that time. Yeah. So thank you for being with us. And we hope everybody has a magical week and we will see you all next week. You betcha. Thank you, listeners. We're so grateful for your continued support and for tuning into another fantastic episode of the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We want to take a moment to express our gratitude to all of you who've been supporting us. Your enthusiasm, feedback, and engagement mean the world to us and keep us motivated to bring you more valuable content. We'd also like to extend a special thanks to all our wonderful guests who share their insight and experiences with us. Without you, and your stories, our podcast wouldn't be the same. If you've enjoyed today's episode or any of our previous content, we'd like to ask you for a small favor. It means so much to us if you could take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your reviews help us reach more people and continue to produce high quality content. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button on all our social media platforms too. We're active on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and we love connecting with our listeners there.
Speaking of social media, if you want to stay updated with the latest news, behind the scenes content, and even get a chance to participate in pools or questions and answer sessions, be sure to follow us. You can find us by searching Daughters of the Moon podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you're interested in booking a reading or Reiki section session, <laughs> please check out our <laughs> website at daughtersmoonpodca.wixsite.com slash mysite. Nice. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us on social media or through our website. We're always excited to hear from you, and your input helps us create content that resonates with our amazing audience. We can't wait to be back with more exciting content in the future. Until then, stay curious, and don't forget to connect with us on social media. Thank you again for being such an amazing part of our podcast family. Have a magic magical week, and we will catch you in the next episode.